Happy, what's today, Wednesday? Hump day, everybody. They call it hump day. Um, another new first chat entry. Killing it today. Killing it today. Got up at like 1 a.m. again. I'm a very, like, here's the thing. I'm a very six to six and a half hour sleeper. It's almost like it's guaranteed it's going to be six or six and a half hours. That's great news unless I go to sleep at eight. If I fall asleep at eight, you're getting, you're getting up six hours later. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And so I, I get a lot done, but around four o'clock this afternoon, I'm going to be, I'm going to start, I'm going to start the wind down, start that wind down and try to make it to a reasonable hour tonight. Oh, everyone's here. Steph, are you with me? Hi. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steph, you're, you're a bit of a music buff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're. A, I'm sure you were listening to that. Mm -hmm. and you're you're a bit of a music buff, and yeah. you are not surprised at my music story. No, <laughs> I grew up on '60s, '70s. You know, Eagles, America, Supertramp, Cat Stevens, um, and we had you know pianos and guitars and drums in our house, and very music family. I feel like music. I feel like when you describe your upbringing, it's very like. Little house in the prairie ish. Am I off? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> we did not wear outfits like that. We were very modern. Okay. So, as, no. as, aside from the outfits, I feel like you guys just hung around a piano and like sang. Is mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. Violins, violas in the house. We all played. We all sang. We all. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, mine, not like that. <laughs> Definitely not like that, um, but uh, but yeah, music. It's it's interesting, and I, and I wonder, Dawn, how helpful that was to you in recovery, in the psychological aspect. You know, of course, which always turns into a physiological aspect. But I bet you, you know, sometimes when I'm when I'm feeling uh, not fantastic emotionally, I'll switch on something to that again. You know, brings me back to the skating rink when I was fourteen and feeling great about life and i put in that put in that uh, that song and uh and i feel better I, I just feel better everything feels better i bet you that was helpful to you uh dawn and i know when i was writing i forgot what i forgot what book it was but one of the whichever the book was that that i broke into like it was actually broken into like inspiration motivation religion mm -hmm. like it was, it was yeah that one mm -hmm. when i was writing that one i wasn't really in the in the headspace to go back to my notes because a lot of it's just my notes i write in quotes and so a lot of it's my notes and then i make them longer i start with what what is the ends up being the quote and then i build around it and i actually on and on that time when i was writing that and finishing those pieces especially the loved ones um i had the, a, a playlist on my on my phone that i called torture mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it was just every from Brad Paisley to Tim McGraw, to <laughs> everything that could possibly induce some sort of emotion mm -hmm. from me uh, in that. And, and it would, it would be, it would be, uh, I'd be like crying. It would make me cry because I, I adapt myself to whatever their story is. Uh, and it actually helped me write a lot. A lot of the misery that came it, that reflects in the writing and the love and the passion. Sometimes when people, 
say like, oh my God, whoever, whoever you wrote that for, she is so lucky. I might've been on the train crying, listening to Brad Paisley. It just, it's just, I'm, I'm feeling what he was feeling. Yeah. And I wrote it if this was it, or I might've mm-hmm. just seen um, uh, the notebook. Yeah. I might've just seen the notebook. And I'm like, well, how do I, how do I encapsulate that if it was me? And, mm-hmm. and, and then write that. And they're like, she is so lucky. Like, you know, I'm just saying that this is induced by music, by experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting how, Again, if you go back in, in civilization and culture, uh, again, what are the, one of the things you always find, some sort of music. When we did send that gold-plated data into space that's still traveling in mm-hmm. space, when we did send that there to be intercepted by who we think might be aliens, what did we include? We included music. Yeah. One of the things they included was Michael Jackson. So he, he, he made it to the alien one before, right. before getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Before getting canceled, Steph, how are we doing? Social media killing it. What are we doing? I saw, I saw Steve in a Superman shirt. Yes, we put a Steve picture up. Steve pictures always do really well. And nobody says like, "Hey, dude." Like I, I know I, I've seen that one before. I took that one obviously, but mm-hmm. like nobody's like, "Hey, bro, you're 50. What's with the selfie?" Nobody says that. No. I know. I, I think I, I think that that's that's where uh, it, when when you when you all post those, mm-hmm. I love it. And it's me. And when people are like, wow, you look like you No, it's it's photos of me. <laughs> and, and what's the only rule I have for you guys when I send you a picture? Don't touch it up. You don't can't touch it up. It. Don't you're not allowed to do anything. You can crop it to fit. Mm-hmm. But and I know a lot of times you all love to crop exactly half of my face off. It's artistic. It is. It is half of my <laughs> face. Hey, you look great. By the way, half of your face we're not putting on this thing. But um, but I get it. I get it. But yeah, the, so my rule to you is you can't touch it up. Yeah. You can't if I have if I have a if I had a pimple that day, then that pimple is being immortalized. Yeah. And so um it's just I I forgot who I was explaining this. Someone someone messaged me. And I don't think I'll ever get over how weird it is. You all think of this. How weird it is to be a writer, a speaker, and have millions of people messaging you or talking about what you look like. I would not like that. It is the weirdest thing. It is so weird, especially the DMs, the shit they, <laughs> the shit they won't put in public. It's just so weird. And I don't think I'll, I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever get used to that. So when I see, when I saw, I think getting ready for today, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's Steve, Steve in a Superman shirt. Number one, love that shirt. Um, but number two, it's, I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever get used to it. And I see that you do, you all do those for like engagement, right? Like, uh-huh. it's like, Hey, yeah. where are you from? So that people, mm-hmm. so people, so one of the tricks with Facebook is that, if if you don't participate, like so, people will be like, "Steve, I love your stuff," and they see the stuff, but they don't participate in it. In other words, they don't um, like it or or share it or comment or comment. Then Facebook's like, "Oh, so you don't want to see this guy's stuff?" So they stop putting it in your feed, unless you come to my page. Which who's gonna who's gonna specifically go every time? It'll just be in your feed. Um, Unless you go to the page, you won't know. So sometimes one of their friends likes it or, or they, and they like it 
oh, I like this guy and they like it also. Then suddenly my stuff starts showing up on their feed again. They, um, they're like, wow, welcome back. Oh, I'm so glad you're posting again. I'm thinking we we've been posting. <laughs> we yeah. didn't go anywhere. It's, it's seven times a day, every single day, 365 days a year. Um, but they stop seeing it so they don't participate. So one of the things that Facebook does to help it is it does give people badges. So that's what I learned about the badges. Mm -hmm. So they do that as a way to get people to participate and for you to see like, hey, this top fan means that they participate a lot in your page. So you can interact with them differently. I can I can set the DMs a little different like I do for the group, like I, I put yeah. the group DMs to the top. I could do the same for the for the um, um, top fans. So it helps them engage. And so when you do, I see that when you do a, a Steve pick and he's like, hey, you know, whatever, where are you from? It's to get them to say where they're from so that they've engaged with the page so that they get they keep yeah. receiving our stuff because mm -hmm. what facebook does facebook sends me messages that says hey um this reached um however many people a, a, a small percentage of the people who follow you to get another fifty thousand people um pay us you know a thousand dollars so crazy and i'm like wait i have to pay you for the people who said they want to like they want to mm -hmm. see my stuff for them to see it yeah. and if i don't pay you they're not going to see yeah. it the only other way to get them to see it is that people share it mm -hmm. so that's that's what's so impressive about our uh, nearly 15 million people who see it because we have under a million on the page so 15 million people seeing it shows you how important it is to share and most of those 15 million people who see it don't already follow the page. Mm -hmm. That's why we're picking up like 20,000 followers yeah. at a time because it, it it's the way that Facebook structured it, trying to almost like mafia thug you out of money. Um, it actually works for a page like mine. It works to our benefit. It's unfortunate for the people who like the page and don't participate in the page because then they think we disappeared and then they're stuck with, you know, word salad gurus. Yeah, and we're actually probably, I want to say one of the, I shouldn't say one of the only pages, but up there that actually run our page, like, and ethically. And don't put any money into. No money and no dollars. tricks and no marketing. No tricks, and no, no anything. Anything like that, because there is. You'd be hard pressed mm -hmm. for me to even talk about my own books. Like, how are you guys ever think of that? Like, how, when's the last time we said, hey, and Steve has a book. You know how many times I see messages of people like, oh, I didn't know you were an author. What do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> this is it. But but again, um, yeah. for me, it's it's more about these conversations. You'll find it. You'll find you'll eventually find it and buy it. And if you like it, awesome. Yeah. You see other people doing tricks like type. Yes. If you agree, like that's just their way of getting engagement. Yeah, my, we like to do things a little bit more my, like fun. <laughs> you see fun. them and some of them are like blatant. Some of them are like. um you know please god give me one more day to appreciate life type amen for this to be true yeah. like, oh, it's like those do you remember when the internet was still young i don't know if they no. still exist when the internet was still young did you just say no yeah oh jeez <laughs> when the internet was still young they sent out um it would be like forward this to 10 of your friends oh, yeah, or else and then you're you know the panicky people uh, of course would forward it or they would do uh um 
uh, uh, Pascal's wager, right? Pascal's gambit. Like, ah, this is stupid, but I'm going to forward it just in case. My grandpa used to send those to me all the time. Those forward, 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 forward. Be careful. And then you think like, then you think like, oh man, and then this bad thing happened years later. I'm like, shit, I should have forwarded that email. I should have forwarded that email. But it is, it is um, an interesting thing. Uh, for, for what Facebook, they sent this long-winded thing about your, what, how they're changing in Europe. I really like what they're doing in Europe, but they're doing similar to what Instagram is doing in some parts, some parts of the world. When you, when you look at in, Instagram, it'll say, um, you know, 7,000 likes for this, mm-hmm. for this, uh, post. Um, but if you're in other parts of the country, I know if you're in New York or, or if you're in Australia, uh, it'll say, it'll say you like this and, you know, and others or, and thousands of others or, and millions of others. It doesn't actually give the number and they're trying to protect kids from that dopamine hit so that they're, the, the actual number of likes is hidden. Uh, I really like what they're doing that, and they're doing a sweeping thing in Europe about that, um, because Europe, of course, like everywhere else, suicide goes up. Mm-hmm. The younger, the younger kids are 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 literally dying sometimes for likes. You you read these stories. The, a lot of these stories have been buried this year because of of the pandemic. But you read these stories, and it's like this dummy was hanging off a cliff in the Grand Canyon and fell in because he's mm-hmm. trying to get a selfie for. You know, and it's happening. It's like I forgot how many hundreds of deaths there are just in the United States of people doing stupid shit for a picture. And and so they said, well, maybe if if we can take away that viral component, take away that thing like, oh, this is going to be viral. This me hanging from here is going to be viral. Take away that component where no one actually sees the numbers. Uh, Maybe people won't be as inclined uh, and especially our. Our uh, our young women won't be as inclined to uh, behave they way, the way they do for likes and clicks. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's really crazy how it's affecting that movie that came out. Remember that movie that came out? Everyone was talking about, but that's like you and I had been talking about that for years. The social dilemma. Yeah, the way social media impacts people and the tricks that these marketing and advertisement companies do to keep you on I their s- platform. I saw it. So. While I, I, the things that I feel like I'm, I'm really good at specific things and then other places, I don't know what Queens things, but like I joke and I say, you know, I'm, I'm, when it comes to behavior and seeing patterns, I, it sounds crazy, but you would be hard pressed to find a human who understands those patterns and sees them better and, and further than I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I've been called by the places I've been called over the past 20 years and continue to be. Um, but at the same time, I laugh and say, well, I, but I still push on pull doors, right? Like I, it's just, it's just how that goes. But like it, when, when social media started really, gaining momentum when i started to hear about it from you uh, and your peers and started hearing about it from younger people and started seeing my age people start to get into it you know they were really excited about the high school reunion aspect of it Mm -hmm. i i saw the shift not only did i see the shift in the people around me i saw the shift in the conversations i was having 
with my clients. I saw that whether you were a, a, a billion dollar CEO or you were my neighbor's wife, I saw that we were having the same conversation and the impact it was having and the addiction to it. And I still see it. I still see when people stare at their phones. I still see kids begging their parents for attention uh, because the parents staring at the phone. I still see, um, well, until until earlier this year, I still saw at restaurants um, and people sitting across from each other and staring at their phones. Like I still would see that. Um, and it changed so much. It changed so much, even to, to like, I've had other uh, uh, gurus, some of your favorite gurus, I've had them contact me and say, oh, we should do this. We should do this event. We should whatever, all the bullshit they said. But it was always in the, the message they sent me. Plus, plus a selfie with the two of us would break the internet. I'm like what that's that's what like that's where you're at yeah. like that's that's the reason I can't do it now but like it, it's the idea of where we've um what we've used social media for we are now having we're now getting the hangover for it we got high off it mm-hmm. now we're getting the hangover we, we and, and we know we know the bumps and bruises all along the way every single person on this call on this zoom Every single person knows somebody who uh, a family or a marriage was completely annihilated uh, once once uh, social media be, it ran rampant. Now I know it doesn't create the problems; mm-hmm. it it just brings out what was already there. It facilitates it facilitates the behavior, but but uh, in many ways there are some things that could have been adjusted and fixed. That never, never had a chance. That you just don't have a chance on that. Yeah. Um, and especially since, since social media is a, is a, is a walking, talking resume, and we know how honest all resumes mm-hmm. are. And so, like we it, it just re- in recognition. Another thing, it's like where you think like, hey, isn't everyone all in on this? They are, but they aren't. They are for themselves, but they aren't for everyone else. It's re- just a really interesting thing to see. And the more people I know that. Are 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 um, dieting? You know, they look at social media like a meal, like you are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. When they do that diet, like I like this page, I don't like this page, I never feel better from this page. I could go back and check this page. What's going to be on my newsfeed? What's going to be on my um, um, on my timeline? Those people are feeling better. They're feeling better. It, it's it's akin to what Dawn was saying earlier. Like, hey, she knows. I need two hours of music. Mm-hmm. You know what else she knows that she didn't say? She knows the shit she doesn't need in her day. Yeah. Like she's figured that out too. And so when people start recognizing this and they start recognizing this in their lives and they're able to, uh, to recognize how much of a role, if any, social media plays in your life. So to be honest with yourself about that and then say, okay, let me look at this like a meal. What is it that I'm taking in? And, um, and I know for me, I'm very specific about where I go. Instead of following, I have like them in my explore. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can um, visit my friend, but I have to click on it. Yeah. It doesn't just show up. And so for me, that's, uh, I can't tell you how great that feels. When people call me be like, dude, did you see? Nope. 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 And I didn't miss it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you missed. 
I didn't miss it. I didn't see it, but I didn't miss it. There's two different things, two different things. And once you break your addiction, you don't miss it either. You, 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 at first you start doing that phantom thing we've all done where you feel your phone vibrating and it's not vibrating like that phantom thing that, that evolved to like, everyone has an OCD. Do I have my phone? Where's my phone? Um, and that went from that to, um, it went from that to, uh, now needing to check it, needing to have those hits and they're trying to help, you know, and I think there's some legal component to it, but when you look at what, and I got so much shit. Remember that we did that podcast last year sometime where I said, listen, don't get mad at me. Numbers are numbers. I was talking to parents mm-hmm. uh, and relationship people. Um, numbers are numbers. The, the phone now tells you how much time you spend staring at. Yeah. Numbers are numbers. So look at that number and then compare it to the number of how long you had a conversation with the person you love, how long you had a conversation with your kids. Look at the two numbers. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at me. The numbers aren't going to lie to you. Look at the two numbers. If the number that's bigger shouldn't be the number that's bigger, good news. You get to adjust it. You get to fix it. Yeah, that's such a good point. You're, and it really shows like not only are you checking it and seeing what's going on and seeing if you like your stuff, but you're also basing like what you do. Like, oh, I got to post this. Oh, this is such a Facebook moment. Oh, this is such a, oh, I got to capture this. Facebook would love yeah. this. Like it's such a. Well, well that's, that's what you become. Yeah. A, you're performing. Yeah. People. That's when you stop, you stop being, you know, April, you stop being Melissa, you stop mm-hmm. being Georgia, and you're now performing the Melissa show, you're performing the April show, yeah. you're performing the Georgia show. And that's, that's where that that happens. You know, it, there is, there's a there's an, it's not that there's a dishonesty that comes with that kind of living. But there's a, um, there's a non genuine way of getting dopamine instead of advancing. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of I'm going to exercise today. And everyone's like, awesome, man, this I'm motivated because you, you, you're inspiring me to exercise today, but then you don't exercise. Yeah. Like that's again, social media gives you that opportunity and we have to be, we have to be smart when it comes to that. Yeah, definitely. We found such a funny post. We love the word porn. It's such a great page, you know, some insightful, but, really word porn lot, yeah, yeah a lot of it is so on. funny so we posted one uh the other day you ever look at someone and get a headache yeah <laughs> who, who doesn't do that <laughs> it's so funny how 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 people how do i say this when you realize what some what some people are mm-hmm. it's so it's so funny how not unattractive but how unappealing they get yeah and they do become an instant headache you it is it is a sign that you are holding these strong standards that you are like no (laughs) i have a visceral reaction to this person Mm -hmm. now i have i have a headache before drinking like that's (laughs) that's you know that's just bad it's like when i look at certain red wines Uh just looking at the bottle i'm like that shit's a headache (laughs) no thanks and so it, it's so um, there are people like that. There are yeah. people that you see them and you're like, oh, no, thank you in mm-hmm. advance. You want to high five somebody just just for what's happening in your head. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah and, and, and again, pages like word porn are are fantastic. They get 
I was talking to them and they get into so much trouble for just having the, the name porn. We get unfollowed a lot because of because it. Because we share we, word, we word share. porn? Yeah. Jeez. And uh, here's one moment to vent. The person who unfollows you for, for posting something with the word porn on it, uh-huh. <laughs> that's not the problem they have in their life. Like that's the thing I have with with these people, with people who are like that. Mm-hmm. If it was pillars of integrity and morality <laughs> that were doing this, if it was just impeccable character pillars of morality, uh-huh. and they always do the right thing, people that were like, "Huh, I can't even see the word porn." <laughs> if it was them, great. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not. You know, it's not. You know. Yeah. That whoever I am unfollowing, first of all, just unfollow and shut the fuck up. Second, if if you're going to unfollow, just unfollow, right? But instead, when you say you make, I have an announcement, <laughs> you suspect, you suspect. You're performing for everybody because you are the most crooked motherfucker yeah. in this whole shit, and you have to make an announcement that you're leaving because regular people just. What I just said before, hey, something doesn't make you feel great, unfollow it. Did I say make an announcement and unfollow it? Go, ahem, ahem. Hi, everyone. I'm going to leave this page. Suspect. Suspect. So annoying. The, the word porn is the cleanest thing uh, in your life. Yeah. So, so <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, one of my favorite posts is accountability. I don't know why people say I'm rough around the edges. At the, uh, I don't opinion. know why people are like, hey, man, you're like intense. Am I intense? I don't know why. That's so funny. I, well, I realized when I moved to New York that I started getting a little road rage. Not, you know, like Steph road rage, not like, you know, road rage. But it just kind of just sneaks up on you. You just get into it. All right. So it's fat. It's 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 fast paces. It's it's fast paced uh-huh. and it's because it's fast paced, you, you don't have time for bullshit. No, like and so you if you if you don't if you're part if you're from somewhere else that they have time for bullshit, like it's always sunny. Yeah. If you're from where it's always sunny <laughs> yeah. and there's six people who lives there, you're gonna get eaten alive uh-huh. here because get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Are the buildings beautiful? Awesome. Why are you Stand to the side and look at the buildings. Because I'm cruising through. I'm cruising through. I left one place going to another place. I feel that way when I'm doing the, when I was doing the lives in in Central Park. Uh I felt like I would see people commenting like, wow, you really walk at a fast pace. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, hey, I'm going slow because all of you are watching. If I have my phone in my pocket and I'm not holding it out like a monkey holding a phone in Central Park, if I phone's in my pocket, then I'm walking. Then like it's a, I might look like I'm speed walking to some people, <laughs> but I'm just going to where I'm going. Yeah. But I'm go, I'm actually walking slowly because I'm tr- trying to make the camera not pixelate yeah. and that kind of stuff. I had to do that again when New York opens back up. It's not so sad when it's not so sad and it's not so cold and yeah. there's and there and it's not a, a new thing that has happened. And one of the reasons I haven't filmed is that um, whatever nonsense is happening between government officials mm-hmm. and the police and that kind of stuff, 
you're hard pressed to find a policeman in New York City. Um, before these things, you, there was the policemen looked like soldiers. They were equipped like soldiers are equipped, and and uh, and they were everywhere. And the city was so clean and so you could be there at two in the morning and you're safe. And now it um, it isn't that. And because the police the police um, kind of disappeared, you see a lot a lot of shady people and situations and it's in the main areas so it's 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 in times square if, if the sun's going down if you're visiting in new york and the sun's going down get out of times square so crazy if, if you're anywhere near central park when the sun's going down get out of there go back to your room go wherever you're going go somewhere safe you're not safe there anymore who was who was it? Rick Moranis got punched in the face. Yeah, it was like he got punched in the face next to next to Central Park where he lives, yeah. where a where a studio apartment is six million dollars. Mm -hmm. He's over there. He got punched in the face. Who punches Rick Moranis in the face? So no respect. Mm -mm. So what chance do you have? <laughs> <laughs> they punch old Rick Moranis yeah. in the face. You have no chance. And that that's in like the most beautiful wealthiest part of new york city yeah. so go to midtown so go go to times square and see no thanks no <laughs> thanks and I, again i i'm not a i'm not a an easily intimidated fella but i do know when i smell not great situations i can kind of smell danger and i could i could feel when there's a shift um, and i and i feel it i see it it's everywhere. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so when that, when that settles up, then I'm more likely to do, uh, to do more, more tours of New York. Yeah. That's bad. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. One of my favorite posts is the accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge how your behavior harms others. Accountability feels like an attack. Oh, side note, Monday's show, I should have, I should have written it tonight, but I'll, I'll, I'll make sure. Monday's show is about cheating. Relationship mm -hmm. cheating. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a... So I'm going to go along the line, <laughs> but I'm also going to be me. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, and I'll post, I'll post a trigger one um, for those who, who might need one. Yeah. Because it will be filled with all the honesty and vulgarity that you have all come yeah. accustomed to with good old Disney Steve over here. <laughs> um, so, so when when people and this goes back to that thing of 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 I'm gonna unfollow you because you posted the word mm -hmm. you know a, a meme from a from a page that has the word porn in it. Yeah. Uh, and so when people are Made, made to feel uncomfortable you have to ask yourself why does this make you feel uncomfortable i i know you'll all be surprised to hear uh used to be a little bit more uh, uh, in conflict and i would say hey hey i know you're mad but are you think about it are you mad that i said it or are you mad that it's true because i'm just sweet like that but most of the, I'm saying it because I know you're mad that it's true. Not that I said, it. if you said something about or to me 
that isn't true, whatever. I don't care. It's uh, you think you're the first one, but if it's true, uh, it's just gonna hurt. <laughs> and a less evolved version of me would be like, "F you, F you! I can't believe. What about you? The best one is the and you, but you, but you. like, <laughs> you could just say, "Hey, listen." That's uh yeah, a valid point. Mm-hmm. You know, you you sank my battleship. You know, like that's a valid point. Um, but most people aren't that. Most people will will argue because they feel, and they might even say to you, "Hey, you're why are you attacking me?" Uh, when when you're not attacking them, you're just pointing out something that they absolutely know is true, but but wish you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot a lot of our flaws we we're aware of. We just hope that nobody else is. Yeah. Uh, and they are. They're just pretending not to be. <laughs> They're just pretending not to be. They all see it. We all see each other's shit, but we pretend not to, or uh, it doesn't matter enough for us to bring it up. But in situations where it does come up, or randomly when it's when it's posted somewhere, and and you see those really long-winded responses um, that are very defensive, mm-hmm. then in- instead take that same energy and. And uh, figure out why that hurts you so much. Remember that one lady um, who I said, uh, what did I say? Um, that was the one where it was like the gurus, the gurus are spewing bullshit and hope mm-hmm. that you're a fly. Yeah. Right? That, that Shakespearean <laughs> stuff. And, and that one lady came at me hard publicly. Her comment was like, aha, are you saying this about yourself? Well, 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 what I? and she, she attacked. So I was like, whoa, anytime you attack me like that of, of a post that has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. and you take it really personal, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on her thing like, whoa, this lady was like, empath psychic medium spiritual chakra healing but so and that was just in the profile so i i wrote to her again publicly because you attacked me publicly i have to defend myself publicly so she i wrote in her profile i said hey thanks for your comment i see that you are a psychic chakra healer energy spiritual oneness i i I see that you're an astrologer, you're all these things, and psychic medium, um, dot, dot, dot. Did this hit home? Like, <laughs> and guess what she did? She deleted her comment. I guess it did. I guess it did. 100% of the time, their profile bio says something like that. I just want to say that. Uh, yeah, well, and, and listen, I know people who, who truly believe they are those things. Yeah. And I I have no problem with them. No. I have friends like that who who it, it, when you gets down to it a lot of times they're just using different words for different things than mm-hmm. I do. Um but but when you are defensive like that, mm-hmm. that means you're doing that and you don't believe it about yourself. You know, you don't believe it about yourself. We're like, "Aha! Jeez, <laughs> it's a post. You could have just scrolled past it." Or you could have written, I disagree. But if you're if you are a psychic medium, chakra healer, UFO communicator, dog whisperer, cat whisperer, and human empath spiritual medium, here's a tip. 
Don't talk shit. Yeah. Don't don't bring a knife to a gunfight because I will shred you. I will shred you, um, especially if you start off defensive. Isn't that the worst? Like the people who suck. Like the people you know, talking <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what? No. Steph, I don't don't turn into me. Did you say the people who suck? Yeah. Jeez. The people who are sucky people, they are so mean and have no room to even like, why are you acting like you're so great? Like you're so mean. I don't know where I'm going with that. I, well, I, I just, just want everyone like to know like, that when Steph started working with me, she was the kindest most gentle soul on earth and right now she's like you know when people suck no like when uh, thank you people. everyone and you're welcome my work here is done like you my know my work here is done they yeah, act like no, they're so great it's but it's, it's so a sign not. it's a sign that it is again I, i've made this point before it's it's the guy in the congress who's like gays yeah, should that. be banned and eliminated That's and all right. things gays are horrible that's the guy who's doing a whole bunch of gay stuff. Yeah. And, and so like that's, it's going to be always, it's going to be always that way. Um, that's where humans do those things. They're super loud. The hypocrites are the loudest, right? Yeah. The hypocrites are the ones like, oh yeah, I can't believe that guy stole and he steals and he's down. Oh my God, I can't believe this. And we should ban stealing and we should do all this. We should check everybody's stuff, not mine, because I'm like the leader of the not stealing party, right? Like, <laughs> no, especially yours, dude, because you're the loudest, especially yours. You're actually the only one we have to search right now. And it's like, um, um, I want to say it's Mark Twain again. Sometimes I quote Mark Twain as totally not Mark Twain. Like I do, I just assume that it was something wise. And Mark Twain, you can you can almost always gauge when he's like wise, but with a little bitterness towards humanity. Yeah. And so that's a very Mark Twain thing, which is why you see how I resonate with that. Because as all of you know, I love humanity. Just not a huge fan of people. Right. And so... It, it's it's a different thing for me, and so, but he wrote he wrote uh, in conversation with having someone over for uh, having some politician or something over for dinner. He said, he said, the more he boasted of his honesty, the faster we counted our spoons. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's that is a great way to look at those type of people. That's why when you do have those those guru types who are like. And the spiritual essence of pureness, let it flow through you and all things you do are pure. That, that's, I, you don't, if you, the first thing you see on who, whatever guru said that, the first thing you see in their browser history, I guarantee you, the word pure isn't what's going to come <laughs> to your mind. I guarantee you that's a thing. And, and so, and again, I can guarantee that off based on just human behavior, but also uh, 20 years, you know, Steph, you've seen the clients that I've had yeah, and, and some of the things that they would initially, if they were like, Hey, I need, you know, I don't have an appointment, but this mm -hmm. is before like scheduling was easy. Yeah. I don't have an appointment for Steve, but I really need to talk to him about this, that, and the other thing. And you would sometimes send it to me with like your, like a wide open mouth emoji, like what? 
They're like, no one would ever think that this person would send that message because they're in this problem. No one would ever. And you used to say to me, like, how do you like keep that? I said, first of all, I don't ever write anything down. So I am the least murderable person there is. Um, no, I don't write anything down. And again, it's to me, I understand it so much that I, I don't judge it. What I judge is when people act like they're not it. Yeah. You know, even even with myself, and, and I probably have said this on the show before, you know, with with uh, generous acts and they're like, Steve, you're just such a good guy because you help here and you do this and you do that. Um, and it's... I always say it's not, it's not out of altruism. It's not because I'm like, and now I shall educate the masses (laughs) and give away all, you know, I, I don't look at it that way. It feels good to me to be helpful. Mm -hmm. It feels good to me to follow my purpose. And I feel like my purpose is that, but that's not altruism. If I felt that my purpose was to, kill people then i would be i would adapt i would still be steve but in that i would be the greatest serial killer on earth it just didn't land that way yeah like so it's not out of altruism it's i'm following what makes me feel good i'm following what makes me feel follow my purpose and successfully do so it just happens that that lands into something that's positive for everyone else it's not out of altruism so when i do come across people who are living foul or not aligned, their life isn't aligned with what they say it is and, and the conflicts that come with that. I don't judge it. I help them out of it or I help them deal with it. I don't judge it. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I've received some. I've been in some situations that you all would just, you wouldn't know whether to laugh or poop your pants or both. <laughs> like just these situations that I'm thinking at two o'clock in the morning and Midtown Manhattan, like, if anybody saw this, <laughs> if anybody saw who I was with and what they're doing, right, like, it, it's, it's insane. It, you'd crash the self-help industry. It would just disappear. They would call it, you know, crocheting. It would become the crocheting industry. They would just think of some shit like, oh, I guess there's nothing. I guess there's nothing. And so it's like, um, for me, again, you don't judge it because we're humans. Because again, nature dictates, right? Mm-hmm. That the the um, how we do anything is how we do everything. So that dictates, right? So what is what is the most popular thing on the internet? Uh, porn. Porn. What is the thing people search the most about? Porn, followed by finances. Right. So humans everywhere are thinking the same stuff right we're, we're thinking these serotonin and dopamine hits we're thinking we're primates we're, we're you know especially the younger you are the more your whole life it, it, your whole life is is dedicated to that and even when you're older do you know why lamborghinis exist mm-hmm. sex sex and if it's a, if it's a young dude it's because he thinks that that's going to help him with the whoever <laughs> here comes outdated steve well, outdated Steve, please raise his hand. Me, I'm about to do an outdated reference. You know why? Because I don't know anybody today. I don't know anybody today. So I'm going to go outdated. So young guy, he gets a Lamborghini. It's because he's trying to get whoever today's Christy Brinkley is. 
Whoever today's Christy Brinkley is, is there a Christy Brinkley today? Whoever that is, that's who he's trying to get with the Lamborghini. And then when creepy old men like my age or older get a Lamborghini, guess what they're trying to do? Whoever today's Christy Brinkley is, it doesn't fucking change. It doesn't fucking change. No guy gets that and is like, oh, it's really practical. And I don't care who sees me in the new Lamborghini. All you want is for people to see you in the new Lamborghini. And the, the dudes who go to Vegas and rent it, there's 4,000 pictures of them in that Lamborghini they rent. Like, it's just, again, porn. <laughs> it is all different facets of it. And so, so again, I, I don't judge it because I'm a person too. We, I, f- I have those same emotions. They think they're the only ones who like sex. They think they're the only ones who, who consider money and, and, and the implications of money or lack thereof in their life. Of course not. Of course not. So when they do it or when they behave away, the problems don't come when you do it. Mm-hmm. The problems come from you not being honest about doing it and all the backdoor crazy lies and shit you have to do to do with it or be like the senator and be like, I am anti this. And bro, you're not only not anti that, you probably have had to get like a separate computer and phone, like your two phone creepy guy. Like you have a separate computer, a separate phone, two phone creepy guy. You got to go on separate business trips all because your whole life you have been curious that maybe, maybe penis is delicious and you're not sure that you could do it. Like, I come from a place where it's only this, but you're always a little curious is that maybe that dude. And instead of just going for it and being honest and doing adjusting your life, how you have to adjust your life instead of this poor lady who's like, you know, it just, he's so stressed at work that he's doesn't have any sexual impulses. Oh, he has not only sexual impulses. He has a different computer, a different phone and a whole different life. His, his sexual impulses didn't go anywhere. They left from you and eh? <laughs> using up your time while he's at an airport. And where was it? Where was that one senator? Was it like Colorado? I don't know. Was he in Colorado? And so <laughs> this dude is like the head of Congress. What He was the head of the no gays allowed anywhere ever, 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 ever in Congress. And he was literally blowing dudes in, in bathroom stalls at airports in Colorado. Bro, just blow dudes. Do you think yeah. you're the first guy to blow a dude? Go blow a dude. Why do you got to start a whole congressional act just to prove, oh, yeah, that's horrible. That's crazy. So it's not that the primal things that drive us. Whoever freeze, freezes this show, by the way, and makes the meme out of me going, you want to blow a dude, blow a dude. Jesus, that's the name I gotta pay. That's that's a new. That's the title of the show. If you want to blow a dude, blow a dude. But it's not. It's not that you feel that way. It's not that you're attracted to what you're attracted to. It's not that you want to go have sex. It's not any of that. It's because we're dishonest about that, and we tangle. The entanglements mess you up, not the actual desires or anything like that. And it's you trying to then lie about it and then lie about the lie about the lie about the lie. How many, we'll just say women for now because it's, it's, it's in my mind, plenty of them. How many women have I sat with while she figured out what she's going to do since after X amount of years of marriage, this, she just realizes dude's living a completely different life, right? 
how many of them through those tears, through that heartbreak were just like, why didn't he just fucking tell me? Yeah. Like, like, why didn't he just tell me? Like, yeah. we could have fought then and we could have had it out. Like, but why did he have to go do all of this? And now it's like, why couldn't he have just said it? And so, so when it comes to like those things that was the original post you were talking about, when it comes to um, feeling attacked by a, by a statement, or feeling attacked by accountability. It, it's not, it, the, the feeling of attack is, is you agreeing with what the person's saying mm -hmm. and hating that, you know, um, yeah, and hating that, that they said it and hating that it's true and hating that it's exposed. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a, um, it's it's again uh, it's a it's a human it, uh, even attacking people who are being honest about you and pointing out ugly honest things about you even that is human behavior unfortunately unfortunately people still choose it instead of just recognizing like hey yeah you know shit i got to work on that yeah. you think you you think you're the only person who has to work on something no everyone has to everyone has to Elisa makes a good point, you know, about the, she sees it a lot or she saw it a lot in church settings. Such a great point. Like yeah, you even have a quote about that. The I, I, So with, with church stuff, it's like, um, churches are often the warp tour, the Lollapalooza hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. You know, church is like the only thing missing at church is people crowd surfing. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's, it's a, it's often again, because that exists, like it's often, um, you want to know about the preacher, talk to his wife, talk to his wife, Yeah. you know? And, and, and so I see if see how, how preachy he is at home. He, she know what she's going to say, everything, every wife says and or worse because he's living the delusion that he's some sort of actual preacher. Yeah. And so again, not his fault in that sense. Um, again, one of the reasons when, when I let you and your team staff be so hands-on in, um, on the social media and I, and I, I, I want to be in hands-on and what's posting. And I want to talk to you about what's posting. Um, but I try not to look at too many of the comments. And you was like, oh, you know, that's that's interesting. Most people do this for the comments. And I'm like, well, that's why I don't do it because people say really nice things. And the craziest, worst thing that can happen to me is I start believing that shit. And, and I have to pay attention. And what happens with priests and preachers when people are like, oh, thank you so much, Father so-and-so. Thank you so much, so-and-so. They start thinking, oh, I am closer to God. Oh, you do need me. Oh, I am righteous, but they still have like a wife. They still have kids. They still have stuff. And that's you're, you're a human. What you are is a human. And all those things are still going to happen. That's why I've said, you'd be hard pressed to find a priest, a, a, not a priest. They don't, they can't have wives, but preachers and that kind of stuff. Talk to their spouse, talk to their kids, you know, talk to their spouse, talk to, talk to, well, you can't talk to her anymore, but Coretta Scott King had a couple things to say. Mm -hmm. She had a couple things to say that weren't great. 
you know, the, the, the King kids had a couple things to say that aren't great. And so, um, again, and only because they're not, it's, it's, it is the most common thing. Talk to the people around Gandhi. Talk to the people around Gandhi. The people closest to Gandhi didn't have great things to say. Mm -hmm. He was a lawyer first. Some of his clients, not great things to say. You know, so it's, you talk to that, talk to, there's entire books written about Mother Teresa and what, and, and her lack of ethics and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and really her own journals. Did, have you all read Mother Teresa's journals? Or am I the only nerd who said, oh, Mother Teresa's journals? What an interesting read. I'm the only nerd, right? But Mother Teresa's journal, most of her entire ministry, she was an atheist. Most of her entire ministry, she was going through the motions, but didn't really believe. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. And 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 the and it yeah. reflects in like the most people know Mother Teresa because I say Mother Teresa, and they'll they'll picture her doing this. But most people don't know what she actually did. Oh, she helped, she helped the dying, and and most people don't know anything about Mother Teresa. And what she did wasn't that. Mm -mm. what she did was she created she wasn't so much in my opinion she wasn't so much a friend to the poor as she was a friend to poverty and what she would do is she thought that in order to experience god you had to suffer mm -hmm. so she would create places for people to suffer and die she didn't cause them suffering and dying but if you were dying and you wanted to suffer with other people who are suffering, and you wanted to go into a building, one of thousands of buildings that would end up having her name and being named after her um, from money she would take from really shady sources, uh, then that's what she did. And so, again, again, it's, I, that's fine. That's fine. I don't care. Do your thing. Um, but just don't just acknowledge that that's what you're doing. Acknowledge that that's the thing. Don't be preachy about it. Don't, don't act like you're a pillar of, of, of morality and ethics when, when in fact you're just not, I, I've never met anyone who is, mm -hmm. you know, there, I've never met, um, um, anyone who is at, at all, not, never once. And, and again, I, if, if, if you all knew or not, I mean, I've been, I've, I've been, um, I think this is public, but even the Dalai Lama, who who did a couple of things with um, the Dalai Lama, <laughs> everybody, Tenzin Gayatso. Mm -hmm. You know why? He's a dude. He's a dude. Yeah. And when you talk to him, because you know I'm me, I'm me mm -hmm. wherever I am. He's a dude. And you know what else? For two decades. When he first left China and they did all that stuff, he was under the payroll of, wait for it, dramatic coffee break. Tenzin Gayatsu, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, for the beginning 20 years of his reign as the Holiness, the Dalai Lama, as they were exiled away from their home and stuck in Dharamsala, India was being paid by and was a member of through 
being paid by the CIA. Ta-da! <laughs> Tell me again that you're a simple monk. I'm a simple monk. Really? Because you're in the CIA. And they're paying you for this coup. Are you being paid? Anyone out there being paid by the government? Hundreds of thousands of dollars to stand morality? No, you're working for your shit, right? You're earning every fucking dollar. Melissa's over there like an octopus every single show. <laughs> you're earning it. So the one that's being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to perform the role of His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, is standing up there going, but I am a simple monk and it is a life of simplicity. <laughs> Tenzin Gayatso. <laughs> and again, you, as long as you recognize that, that's the beauty of humanity is that mm -hmm. we recognize that. Talking about uh, different things. One of the things I love about jujitsu, about jujitsu, we were talking about it today, mm -hmm. about jujitsu is it, it's uh, when it comes down to it it, it, it can it can be brutal and it can be viewed as brutal. And something that I love about it, again, who knows why? Maybe when you grab an 18 year old, give him a machine gun and say, hey, jump out of this plane and we'll see you next week. Uh, it does that. Right. Yeah. But Jiu-jitsu is I go and compete against somebody and it's, it's, it's me versus you and I either win or I lose. Mm -hmm. I can't blame anyone. I love that. Now, granted, when you lose, your limbs hurt or you're rendered <laughs> unconscious, but I try to make that happen as little mm -hmm. as possible. But I also train really hard. I train really hard and, and I, and that training is grueling and it's tiring. And I become a philosopher halfway through. I start questioning like, why am I even doing it? Who gives you, why am I doing that? Nobody's asking me to do it. Like why? And I'm so tired. I feel like throwing up sometimes cause I'm so tired. And then the next guy's like ready and he's huge. I'm like, no, but I'm doing this. I guess we're doing this. But I do know when that's done, when the competitions do come and I see the brackets, and I see the tournament brackets. I'm, I, with every cell in my body, with every cell in my body, I look at those names who are competing on me. And I, I don't know what you guys did, but you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> Today is just not your day. It is just not your day. There is no way you went through the hell that I went through. There's no way you put yourself through what I put through. And, and it's going to be a really bad day for you because I don't like to win by points. I like to win by you either not being awake anymore or yelling real loud because I'm putting your elbow in the direction it's not supposed to go. And so, and so when we recognize this, when we do recognize this about ourselves when we do recognize this about others when we do you you don't see me going oh peace love and hat like we don't do this we you don't see when you see this is what this is what i see when i see most guru-esque things when you guys see a tv commercial that says hi i'm steve maraboli and i'm here representing the anti-vulgarity conference <laughs> we believe that only only holistic things should happen. 
and I believe that say no words, words hurt. And we should, when you see that is how I feel when I see people like the Dalai Lama. When I see people like the, you know, you know who, you know who. Yeah. You guys look at the latest spiritual catalog of whatever, all of them is who. And so, and so as long as we recognize that about ourselves and when we do feel attacked because someone said something to us, take that breath. Remember, your paleo, you, the attack is felt in you um, when you trigger your paleomammalian brain. Your limbic system gets triggered. And that's why you feel that. <clears throat> that's, your initial, that's your initial brain. And so because that's the brain and our brains evolved outward, because that's your initial brain, most of the functions there don't require you, meaning they don't require Steve, they don't require April, they don't require Georgia. They, they just do. Like you don't get to control when you get angry at something. Someone mm-hmm. says something and it triggers you, you don't control that. Any more than you control who do you find attractive. Mm-hmm. You don't control that. You have no say in that. If you see someone walking down the street and you think they're attractive, nobody asks you. You just do. Right? And so. That all happens in your primal paleomammalian brain because it's the first thing and it's wired directly. It, it goes really fast. Those triggers are in a Porsche. The later evolved version of our brain, which is the frontal lobes or the reasoning, that's where Elisa lives. That's where Steve lives. That's where April lives, right? Because it's a newer evolved version, it's in a horse and buggy. And that's why in those, those Eastern philosophies, we're like, hey, when you're angry, just breathe, breathe for 10 seconds, mm-hmm. breathe for three seconds. Those little techniques they use to keep your stress down, what they're saying is, and whether they knew they were saying it or not, but where the wisdom is, is that your initial paleomammalian limbic system reaction, bah, if you just take a second, those seconds, it's not even about the breathing. Breathe, that's great. It's just about those seconds for the horse and buggy to show up. Hmm. And when the horse and buggy, they show up, they're like, you know what? Yes, road rage. You want to get out of your car and punch through their window. But that's so crazy. You're going to go to jail today for something for this idiot? Hmm. Or yes, this person was just cheating. You want to grab the baseball bat in the other room. You want to go crazy. 10 seconds, horse and buggy show up, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? They're not worth it. You're better than this. It sucks. You got to move your stuff out. Like if you start thinking rationally and, th- and that's what happens. So when you do get that reaction feeling, the worst thing you could do is react mm-hmm. that reaction feeling. You just take those breaths, take those breaths. What we want as evolved humans and as people who, and as people who um, want to better our lives, what we're looking for is not a reaction. That's our primal self reacts, right? The, I, I, we did a program in Rikers Island prison, which is the, the, the nastiest and toughest prison um, um, in New York City. I met so many good people there who just reacted. And, and what you want is not to react. You want to respond. Mm-hmm. And the response comes from your, from your frontal lobes. That's, that's Steve talking. That's Georgia talking. You know, that's Dawn talking. That's us. 
you know, the initial, the initial punch in the face, the initial F you, no F you, that's all reactions. You have to usually apologize or go to jail for reactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is responses that are like, you know, let's have this conversation in a little bit. Let's cool down. Let me let these horse and buggies show up so I can see the whole picture. You know, I, you know, a lot of people in jail are kids. They're 20, 21, 22. They're kids. And, th and for, for a bad reaction, a punch in the face, and the guy fell off the curb, or, or uh, oh, yeah, you know what? If you do this for me, I'll hook you up with this chick, whatever, and they go deliver that caught, whatever it is. For that reaction, the next 20 years of their life is set behind bars as opposed to a response. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be... Um, if we want to be better versions of ourselves and, and, and more um, uh, have healthier paths in our lives, then acknowledge that you're feeling that initial limbic system reaction, but don't react. Wait for the horse and buggy to show up and respond to a situation. And you'll see that it makes a tremendous, a tremendous difference in your life and and not um, not only your life, but the life of the people around you who 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 are used to your reactions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good accountability. I love everyone's comments. Saying you know everyone has. So here's the thing, thing with the with... comments. Uh, I'm going to point out again that I was the first one to comment, and I feel like sometimes I'm missing conversations in here. Like it's going fast. And I'm like, shit, Elisa just wrote this huge thing and I can't read any of it because now someone else wrote something. And so I'm I'm looking at the comments, but I can't really pay attention because before Melissa wrote something about who it was in Colorado and I just left this conversation. I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I just left. Where'd you go, dude? You're the one with the microphone. Where'd you go? So I, I see it. Um, but, uh, but I love that everyone's interacting and, and, and with those churches, ch churches are a triggering thing, man. It really is. Yeah. It's a triggering thing because people, I, I meet people all the time who are like, you know, bless ye, praise ye and all that. And they talk to me and I, and they're like, what church do you go to? And I have some sort of colorful answer. And, um, and I'm like, you know, for me, just, it, it's just so there's so many hypocrites uh, to me, like churches, it's gossipy. Depends if you're in the South, it's very gossipy. It's very. And then this person who has praised Lord Jesus, churchy church, they're like, right. I hate my church. And it's like, wait a second, you're pretending because you're that way, but find a community that makes you feel good. If it's in a church. Awesome. Yeah. If it's in a certain belief system. Awesome. Um, Remember what I used to say, which now you can't say because somehow someone hijacked the frog. But I used to say in my old um, uh, podcast, well, before it was called podcast, it was called Internet Radio, um, back in the early 2000s or mid 2000s, I used to say, "Listen, I don't care if your God is a is a one legged frog in a wheelchair, <laughs> as long as that God it'd be nice. Yeah, like just be nice." Just be nice. I'm not going to argue with you about which God is like who you're going to argue with me and then kill each other over who like that's crazy to me. Um, but you can't say that because then the frog got adopted by some sort of something. So now but um, 
my point is wherever you find solace, wherever you find a community of people who empower, inspire, enrich, wherever you find a, if faith in something like that is something that, that makes you a better you, then enjoy it. That's yeah. great. But also pay attention. If it's making you a worse you, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Remember, these religions exclusively are founded upon people who weren't religious. You know, Buddha wasn't a Buddhist. Jesus wasn't a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, they're not, they weren't, they were anti the religion of their day. Mm -hmm. um, that's the story of them. They were adopted by organizations that would become religions, the Christianity specifically 300 plus years later, um, Buddhism kind of adapted. But don't forget Buddhism, it was just Prince Siddhartha. He was a prince. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm Prince Siddhartha. How come we have these incredible, um, uh, we have this incredible palace and we put up these big walls to separate us from the people that we're supposed to be over? And so he went to the other side. He saw people were starving. He's like, how am I, how am I full? And, and you're starving. So he left and then he went to starve for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, this is a bad idea. We should have just kind of, and he said that we should do like the middle way. Yeah. You shouldn't be too, you shouldn't be fat. You shouldn't be starving. You should kind of just, you know, find the middle way. Mm -hmm. And then that's adopted into Buddhism. Um, but again, he wasn't a Buddhist. He was actually... Uh, he was he was actually just against the the theology of his day. The same with Jesus. What what the whole hubbub about Jesus and the Jesus story was he was anti the theology of his day, uh, and there wasn't the theology to place him in. So he he was he was he, he was um, not. He's referenced as king of the Jews, but the Jews didn't think so, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so because he wasn't following Judaic uh, laws um, when he was quoting out of Judaic scripture, he was quoting out of the scripture that says you guys all suck. And so um, he wasn't that. And it, it, it arguably cost him his life, his mm -hmm. short three year ministry. Um, but again, they had no place to place him in. You know, the, the, the Jews kept trying to sell Jesus to other Jews. And as Jesus found out, he couldn't get 12. Jesus only ministered to Jews. He couldn't get 12 Jews. Jews are like, wait, let me get this straight. We have a God that, you know, isn't fantastic to us, but at least, uh, at least it's over like when we die, right? Like mm -hmm. we're just, ta-da, it's over. Jesus, don't forget, heaven and hell and all that stuff, that doesn't exist until the New Testament, right. especially hell. There is no hell until Jesus brings it. And so they're like, why would we sign up for that? So he couldn't get the Jews to sign on to his thing. And, uh, and again, he tried to get 12. Couldn't he get 12? No. It wasn't until uh, what we know as the Apostle Paul, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until uh, Paul and don't... Uh, until he repackaged it so many years later, so many years after the death of Jesus, he repackaged it. And instead of delivering it to the Jews, which was unsuccessful, Jesus from James, his, his literal brothers, his, his philosophical brothers, they all failed. Uh, Paul was like, wait a second, let me repackage this and bring it to the Romans. Because they have all these different gods and there's like no forgiveness. I'm bringing modern day Catholicism. Like I'm bringing, there's one God 
every Saturday, say you're sorry, you're fresh. Yeah, fresh. You can moonwalk out of that place. Okay, what you did Monday through Friday, say some 10 Our Fathers, 10 Hail Marys on Saturday, and you're out of there. And so the Romans were like, yes, please, we'll take that. And then the Roman emperor, Constantine, made it official in like 300 something AD. And that's when Christianity was born. But, but it was for those 300 years that there was not even a, a, um, uh, a religion to place a, a man like Jesus in. So when people get too crazy about it, and, and really from 300 on, Jesus was the main character, but it was known as Pauline Christianity. Because the New Testament is 27 books. That's New Testaments is the one that contained Jesus. Only four of those books, by the way, contain Jesus. There's 27 books, 14 of them, that's more than half, are either by or about Paul. So it was actually known as Pauline Christianity for hundreds of years. And then the emergence of the Jesus story started playing over and it became like what we see today. But it wasn't even that then. The point of me telling you this was when people are in a church and they are doing those type of things, if, if it's use it for what it's for, use it for what the gym for. You don't go to the gym to get fatter, right? So don't go to church to feel worse. But so many people are going to church to feel worse because here's what happens. Here's what happens. And it's, again, go back to the human factor. Why won't it work? The human factor. Hey, USA, we're going we're gonna to vaccinate 20 million people these first few weeks. Sure. <laughs> what are you leaving out? The human factor. Update, 4 million people. 4 million people, and we're trying to keep the Bell's palsy down. Right? So it's like, it, yeah. it's like the human factor. The same thing where people are like, why can't we just leave our doors unlocked why can't we just all get along like because humans because humans because humans because we do have you know we do have those plank exercises that i said you know when i looked up i do the one that's like the 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 most boring one with the dude doing the planks like that's the initial one that i saw but i mm -hmm. wanted to get a few different options so i looked up the planks and i saw that there were other options there was like a million options. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because humans. Also, if I looked up hot dog eating contest, <laughs> there'd be just as many options. You know why? Humans. Yeah. So, so that's where that's where we are. Uh, that's where we are. So, so it's like uh, we had we had a in in the United States. And sorry again. I know in Australia your politicians are perfect. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Did I tell you that I went to Australia and one of the things I sat in with some politicians and there was one dude who I got along with so well mm -hmm. and he was so funny. I had a great time with him. I used, I told all my dick jokes and he laughed at all. And so <laughs> that's you're like my people, you know, this guy was just, he was, if, if he wasn't from, I want to say he was from Brisbane. Mm -hmm. If he wasn't from Brisbane, he would have been from New York. This dude was so funny. 
like four months later, I see this dude in handcuffs. <laughs> he fucking oh, robbed God. everybody. Like I knew I liked this guy. If you would have just, if you would have just talked to me about your plan, dude, I'd be like, no, you're doing all about this all wrong. <laughs> Don't steal from people. Don't steal from people. It's never going to work. It has never worked. Uh, but yeah, this guy was like, because I saw him give a talk and it was very politician-y. It was very politician-y. And then, uh, um, and then I was just talking to him and, and, and he was, he was very down to earth. And I was like, yeah, this is good, man. You're probably doing good for your people. Ah, no. <laughs> you robbed everybody. Yeah. But my, my point, my point of that, my point of that was we do have that here in the United States in our Congress the other day, when Congress started back up, they said a prayer. You guys want to hear this? You don't need to be a theologian to know how ridiculous this is. They said a prayer the other day. You might think it's beautiful. You might think there's no prayer. That isn't the conversation I'm having with you. The dude says the prayer, the congressperson. This is in our Congress. These people run our shit. It says, you know, you know, Lord, guide us, whatever the prayer was. Lord, guide us or make great decisions for the people who have put us in office. Beautiful. Then he says, amen and a women. That was it. That was it for me. I said, you said amen and a women? Ta-da. That's it. What else do you need? What else? At that point, you're just Bugs Bunny. Hello, my baby. Hello, my dog. It doesn't even matter anymore. At that point, I just want to sit back like every meme where you just sit back and eat the popcorn. Because guess what? <laughs> They're in charge. A men and a women is in charge. Oh. They're going to decide what you could do with your body, what I could do with my body. Like they're going to they decide a men oh. and a women. How is everyone in there not just throwing their socks at this? Like what? Anything, anything. But that happened here the other day. And so my point is, it's humans. So we can enjoy enjoy that and laugh at ourselves. Like I said to like like I said to you, I I, I sincerely, sincerely, honestly, and I, I think that it's some hubris to to some point, but I, I can't be far off about being one of the people who understands behavior the most on planet Earth. If it, I have to be in the top 10, probably the top five. I'm saying the top two. <laughs> I'm maybe one more one. But either way. I still laugh and say, but I push on pull doors. Yeah. Because there are some things that are just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't, I just don't get it. And it might be the simplest thing. I just don't get it. Um, and <laughs> so when I was having initial, initial uh, technical issues with Facebook, mm -hmm. reached out right and you wrote me something and i was like no that's it what you the the three words you use i don't know never heard them before don't know where to look and you were like check the settings for it. nope nope i'm just gonna go to zoom like there's some things i just don't understand i can't my, my i can't grasp it uh -huh. but if if when when a, a a investigator calls and says these are the scenarios we have I will tell you what that guy is thinking, what he was thinking, what his relationships were like, who's around him, where he's probably hiding. I will tell you all of that. 
in a second. I see it. It lays out. I see the, I see the, the formula. I can, I can almost introduce myself to this dude in my head. But when you sent me, hey, check your settings and go into audio, I was like, yeah, no, that broke my brain. I don't even know what you're saying. You, you wrote it in Chinese as far as I'm concerned. So we just have to accept that about ourselves or continue to argue it and get defensive when other people tell us. It. Yeah. That's like a, the, 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 the conversations slash arguments I would have with you and your team where I would say, all right, hey, this is like, here's my rules, but I accept that this is what you guys do. I don't like most of it, but I know that it's what's best for what I want. And you used to say, Steve, only thing I ever hear you say, I want to reach as many people as I can while I can. I want as many people to be impacted from this work as I can. And I want as many people to, to do this. And every time you were right, even though the, the, the personal aspect of it, I don't love, mm -hmm. but, but you have to accept that about yourself. I have to accept and laugh at the fact that there is at any occasion, at any given point, almost like an unlucky lottery or lucky lottery, that a cake at the supermarket is going to fall victim <laughs> to this animal. Uh, yeah. I have to laugh at it because mm -hmm. I just told you guys that that happened. It's going to happen again. Like it's absolutely not anytime soon, probably. Oh, but it'll happen. One day that life hits me the wrong way. Who out there is an emotional leader? Anybody? Am I the only one? All right. So one day when life hits me a certain way and I say to myself, like Liz Lemon in 30 Rock, I need to talk to some food about this. <laughs> that will be a cake. If I happen to go to the store, a cake is happening. Dude, it's 3.30. Dude, I don't shut up. Sorry, buddy. It's 3.30. Are we good for one more? Steph? Yeah. What you got? Oh. <laughs> She's like, oh, me? Yeah, you, um, Steph. I is once a cake eater, always a cake eater. Is once a personal cake eater, always a personal <laughs> cake eater? Yes. Let us know below. Um, okay, this is great uh, mantra for 2021 for everyone. How do Did I, I go too hard on His Holiness the Dalai Lama? <laughs> I feel like I went a little hard on him. Here's the thing. If you, and it's public, but nobody knows it. So my point to that is when we, when we deify people, we minimize ourselves by default. And my point is you don't have to be a Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa or anything like that to impact people in a positive way. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You could do it in such, you could do it in such a, uh, uh, and even if what you think is a small way, mm -hmm. you know, even what you think is, is a, is a small way, you don't know the impact you have. Remember when, I don't know if, if I had interacted with Dawn before or not, but Remember when I called you and I was like, see, that chick gets it. She said she's reading two books at the same mm -hmm. time. Like she gets it. So something that simple inspires me to do something. Yeah. And someone like Dawn wouldn't know that on that day, there might have been 10 extra people I called 
on my list that I wouldn't have gotten to, but I was extra motivated, extra. There were 10 more people on that. On of those 10 people, someone didn't kill themselves. Someone changed that. Like they don't even realize that something so simple like that has such a tremendous impact. Maybe that person then called. People are really surprised when they, when I call them and it really lifts up their day because they, they don't expect it. And so, so that, that's, you, you don't realize, you don't have to be Mother Teresa, something like that. I don't know because I can't verify it, but I can't be far off. Something like Dawn saying, hey, yeah, no, I do. I like that. I do these two books. It's great. It keeps me balanced. That's great. That could have saved three people's lives. You don't know. They could have called somebody, called somebody, called somebody. Maybe someone's going through. I talked to somebody once and I was just laughing and I was so light with them and we were BSing. And this was two years ago. And I, I called them. I was at an airport and they were just next on my list. Mm -hmm. I called them. I'm like, what are you up to? And, and I usually start with something funny to kind of um, get well, it disarms them. And it also gets away from the discomfort. And you all understand this when people are like, whoa, I can't believe you're calling me. Like, dude, I'm just some asshole. And like, just, I just a dude calling you. So to disarm that and to kind of, to, to um, bring us both to the same level so, so that they don't keep me higher. Um, I'll usually say like, what happened, right? You got all, life, you get all the answers, they change all the questions, right? And it's usually something that makes them laugh because everyone identifies with that. Um, and so we just talked. We talked, we laughed, we talked. Um, um, they're talking about their ex. And I'm like, oh, and it was fine, right? <laughs> they don't say anything that's untrue. And they're laughing and we're just joking. He calls me like six months later about how much of a change that was the pivotal point that they were in chemotherapy. They were in radiation. And that was what they needed to get through and to repair a relationship. I don't even remember talking about repairing relationships, but it sounds like something I would say. Um, um, I say things, you know, that's, that are cutting like, Hey, if they die tomorrow and you don't give a shit, then you're right. Don't call them. I'll say something cutting, you know, just bring it to where it is, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so it sounds like something I would do. Um, and they're like, you know, repaired relationships and this, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, free and i'm healthy and i'm like because i called because you were you were a number on my on a list on a to-do list for me while i was running through jfk or running through mm -hmm. dallas fort worth or or running you know or, or running through through orlando international whatever it was you are a number on my list and that literally changed your life you know what I mean? It just it, conversations uh, talking about jujitsu today mm -hmm. and, and knowing like, dude, do jujitsu, get your kids in jujitsu. Do not. Everybody should be doing jujitsu. You should be doing it. There are, there are, there are chicks in jujitsu that are 150 pounds, 130 pounds, 110 pounds. And that every now and then I, I, I roll with them. Mm -hmm. It's not that they dominate me, they're not going to. I'm bigger and stronger. But their defense is so good, I can't do shit to them. Like, I can't do anything to them. I strangle grown-ass men for tournaments, and I can't do a thing to you because your defense is so good. Get every daughter in jujitsu. Get every kid in jujitsu. 
it, it, and, and it's just the mindset of that, the mindset of them training and saying, oh, well, here's an 185 pound world champion that I get to roll with now. And instead of thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to die. They're like, all right, ready. And guess what? I take them down in half a second. But then I'm just getting tired and their perfect defense. The bell rings after the round and they're like, they, they won because I couldn't do shit mm -hmm. and I'm twice your size. Get everyone in jujitsu. Plus, like I was telling you before, the psychological thing, the same with the Pilates, the psychological things that you go through, you know who you meet in those situations? You. You meet, the, there's, there's no liars when you're that tired. Yeah. There's no bullshit. There's none of that. You meet you. And so you learn things that you get to deal with. I, I learned things. I, I, I finished some jujitsus and cried. Like I'd be crying on the Long Island Railroad, like a crazy person crying on the train back because something un, unresolved, something when 18, 19, 20 years old, something when I was 14 years old that I learned and remembered about myself while somebody was drilling my face into a mat. Wow. Like, and you're just tired, you're exhausted. And then you realize, oh, this is, this is where you quit. Oh, this is where you run. So you can still do that or you can get the fuck up and you deal with that and you deal with that stuff. And sometimes you do quit and you cry on the way home. Grown ass man. <laughs> Just crazy. But, the, but it's, it's how you get there and you learn and it's therapy because you are reminded of those things psychologically and physiologically. Dawn, I hate always singling you out, but having recently gone through this, there are psychological things that came with physical challenges that you had afterwards. And now you meet yourself there. You meet something that maybe 15, 16 year old Dawn didn't resolve. You meet that there. And so how you handle that makes you better. That's what makes you stronger. That's what makes you the person that you are. And so those type of things change everybody's day. They change everybody's day. This group, this group has made me love doing this stuff. The day before this group, I hated it. Mm -hmm. This group made me love doing this stuff. When I, when I, I used to sit down and, hey, everyone, right away. Now I sit down and listen. I listen. I want to hear you guys talking. I think that's great. Oh, none of my life is like that. Yeah. None of my life is like that. So it's great. It's great. And so, so for, for me, recognizing the impact we can have, even if we think it's a little one, we're wrong. Even if we think it's a little one, we're wrong. Even if we think we don't make a good impact. Even if, if, if April, you connect with a customer, that, that even if it's a, a, a two-second extra interaction. You have no idea who that is. Did I tell you guys the biggest contract I ever signed? Did I ever tell you that story? The biggest contract I ever signed was uh, for the largest bank in the United Arab Emirates. It was a couple of dollars, right? So it was the biggest contract I ever signed. And it actually happened because I do what I do. So I, I respond to people when I'm sitting in airports. Mm -hmm. And this one lady, 
kept writing, hey, I appreciate your stuff. It really gets me through tough times. And I would write my usual, awesome, thanks, big hugs from New York, or maybe not even words. Maybe you just get like the smiley face, strong arm, double hearts kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I have these standard things I do depending how much time I have. So I kept doing that and she kept responding. She says, do you, do you give talks? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I give talks. And she's like, awesome. My husband, uh, my husband's company is always looking for people who give talks. I'm like, yeah, definitely. Thanks. Give, give my info. So this lady is a billionaire in the UAE mm -hmm. and her husband runs the, really the world's largest bank. So he calls me because and the, the way that he called me, I've dealt in the, the UAE, Dubai, and Abu Dhabi for a while, so I know their, their ways. The way he was talking to me initially was definitely, I'm calling you so that my wife doesn't break my balls. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Because she was like, rah, 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 I'm sure. And that's what he was calling. He's like, yeah. So my wife tells me. Uh, uh. <laughs> so we started talking. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, I had been doing this for two decades and companies very much like his, and they were going through a transition. I've helped so many companies do that. So I talked to him and I told him, this is what you do. Here's some free advice. Here's what we did, did, did. And he's like, do blah, blah, blah. So he's like, just, we want you to come here a couple of times. Send me what that costs. Boom. I was like, sure. I don't want to go there. It's 13 hours and there's nowhere to go after that. 13 hours, nowhere to go after that. And so um, also, not that it's important, but it's a vibe I get. So I'm also a decorated combat veteran with a top secret clearance. And so I, it, it was just, it's not something I felt like doing. Mm -hmm. but, but it came about because I was just, I sent three emojis to someone. Impact. So I write a contract for when I tell you an obscene number, like, uh, uh, like if my mom saw me put down that number for two hours of work, she would have slapped me <laughs> and then made one of her judgmental noises. My mom would make a judgmental noise that sounded like this. Chih! <laughs> that was her. So if I was like, uh, um, if I walked in, the house. And I was like, mom, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? She'd be like, Chuh! which is like, how, hi mom. How you like, how dare you? Like, am I, so she would have done that. So I send this ridiculous number. I'm like no one's saying yes to this number. Mm -hmm. I send it. Not even one minute later, I get an email. Excellent. Looking forward to it. I was like, fuck, I could have asked for more. I could have, they didn't even think about it. I could have double, I couldn't. So, but again, the, it was the biggest contract and I ended up looping it. So I, I would take 13 hours to the UAE and then the other 13 to Australia. So I just looped it into my Australia trip. And so, uh, 26 hours in the plane. My ass felt great, <laughs> but worth it. And so, so, um, the, the, the plane to Australia was great because it was, it's like a, it's like a hotel room, mm -hmm. but you're in a plane. It was great. Um, but the point of that was all came from 
it all came from a simple act of kindness, a simple act of interaction. And we can, the, the work that we did privately through those things, the work that we did in education, the work that we did, that, that, that came out of that, that, that ended up being so much more than just working with a bank and making wealthy people wealthier. The impact it had on communities and people and in a culture, in a culture that isn't used to someone who empowers everybody, a culture that isn't used to someone who, who, who wants everyone to win. Uh, so much so that uh, in the uh, Corniche Promenade, which is uh, a path in Abu Dhabi along their beautiful water, it's the pathway where people run, jog, they bike, they do all that stuff. The pathway is lined like every, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet, whatever, is lined with uh, words, quotes from luminaries. And sure as shit, your boy is in there. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Because of that impact. Mm-hmm. All because we because Steph and her team made these thoughts available for free for everybody for years and years, just probably multiple times a day. And because I took the time when most people are traveling and they're like, oh, I don't want to interact. No, I want to interact. These people are sending me messages. That was back in the day when I could. Now it's impossible. Like mm-hmm. if I at, if I answer a hundred. There's 300 that I, that came in that day. Like there's no, you're not catching up. But, but because of that little impact and that little thing does everything. The little conversations change everything. And we don't see that. It really is the ripple in the pond. You don't see what impact it has. You have no idea. I get messages. Who, who was it that I wrote? Oh, Dawn's right here. Yeah. So Dawn, these, these emails that you get from your kids, from your students. I get those all the time also. And it's from, shit, I don't even remember. Like, like I was in Tempe in 2006 when you, blah, blah. and I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Nothing. There's not a bit of me that mm-hmm. remembers that. But the impact it had, that in 2020, you're telling me about something that, that you experienced in 2006. Dawn, your students telling you something like forever... It, it, the impact is tremendous. And so if we can just remember that, and the, the reason I know I started this because I went heavy on the Dalai Lama, it was just because I wanted you all to see that. The Mother Teresa, I want you guys all to see it. She was Agnes. Her name was Agnes. You're Agnes. Do nice things. Awesome. Do some shady stuff. Awesome. Dalai Lama, your name's Tenzin, brother. I talk to you. Your name's Tenzin. You're regular. And for the first 20 years of you playing Dalai Lama, you were being paid by the CIA to do so. That's okay. But just as long as people know this, let them know so the Aprils of the world, so the Georges of the world, well, I'm no Dalai Lama. No, you're not. Because you're doing your shit and you're earning your own dollar. You're struggling through. Dawn, when you went through your surgery, imagine someone giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars just to be Dawn. It's a be amazing. And then you come on your stage and you're like, I'm a simple dog. It's just me. I just, I, I have simple wardrobe. Yeah, of course. Of course. But tell people why you're able to do this. 
tell people why you're able to do this. This is in, in some of the self-help worlds. I had that issue when I was asked to work with certain people, and I'd see with I see where you get your money from. So don't tell them it's because you do this. That's not it. It's like if I were to tell people, oh yeah, you know, when I would give, that's why I didn't, I don't give a lot of public public talks. So I don't want people to pay to see me speak. And you can't, my rule was always, it has to be the price of a movie. Mm -hmm. No promoters are doing that they, they, because they have to pay for the venue and everything else. You're charging $10. You have a million people in there to make money. So I'm not the guy, that, then I'm not the guy for you. Mm -hmm. But if I did, it still wouldn't be how I eat. I eat making wealthy companies wealthier. That's how I eat. You don't eat through your books. You don't, you don't do that. You just don't. So when the gurus say, oh, it's because I did this in power. No, you know, it's not how. You have money coming from somewhere else. Just tell them that so that they don't think they're a failure when they do what you do and they don't make money. Just tell them, neither are you. Neither are you. We all earn our stuff and we go along our stuff and we have the opportunity that they have. We have the same amount of hours. Dr. King, Gandhi, all of them have. We have those same amount of hours. We have the, the ability to impact. We have the ability to share with each other. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we should never diminish in our own lives, diminish the truth that we have this opportunity to help, even if it's small. It, sometimes it might just seem small to you, um, but it's actually huge. You wouldn't know, Dawn, what you telling me that you were reading two books. It just hit me that day that I was thinking about things. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's, that's the way to go. You don't even know what impact you had. You were just answering a question I asked you. You know, asking me about jujitsu. You don't even know that that's like, yes, I have to talk more about like, you don't even know the impact that has. It's little things. It's little things like that, that, uh, that make all the difference. Steph, you uh, done with today? You want to drop any F-bombs, you know? Want to punch someone in the face no, while we're at it, I Steph? I don't have road rage. My road you want to drop like, some F-bombs, Steph? Why Today's the day. You jerk face. You jerk face. Mean? That's as close as we're getting, everybody. So, Steph just said it's jerk face. Let's just go. That's not very if, nice If that doesn't kill coronavirus, <laughs> we have no chance. <laughs> Steph just said jerk face, which is the equivalent. It's the worst thing you could actually ever say in Steph's world. We're going to leave it at that. How dare you drop vulgarities on this Disney show? Um, Does I anyone hope, have I hope any you... questions? Huh. Does anyone have anything to say? Well, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to ask Steve, you know, you talk about like the impact of, of, you know, that you've had, but, you know, I've always wondered too with other people, but how do you keep that? like you, Steve, how do you keep authentic throughout the whole process? How do you keep, you know, like from, I guess the ego part of it, because there's got to be some of that. Um, I don't think that you tied do, to it. I think that you stay as close to authentic as possible. What does authentic mean? Who am I now? Who am I next week? I think you just stay close to, I, I keep gauges. So I talk about gauges a lot. So right. I, 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 I try not to be driven by my mood as much as I am by my purpose. So as Steph would remind me, you said when I say no to something, which is most things that they want to do, she'll say, you said, I want to reach and impact 
as many people as I can while I can, and I don't want them to pay for it. True. So who gives a shit about what you feel about this? This gets that done. Fair. And so sometimes you're not authentic to yourself. Sometimes you follow those gauges. Sometimes you follow those gauges. Sometimes you do want to quit and retreat. Sometimes you do want to react. That's authentic. That's authentic, but that's not what's best. And that's not part of the big picture. I'm hungry and I want that cheeseburger. It's authentic. I want to feel fit and, and, and healthy and be in a healthy spot for the new year. Maybe I, I have a, you have a family reunion in the summer and you want to be healthy for, well, that wanting that burger is authentic, but it doesn't get you to where you want to go. So you need those gauges, but that doesn't help me get to where I want to go. So I think you do. Um, and again, I think it helps that, that my drive has never been altruistic. It's just what makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to impact the world and help people. It just landed that way. Like I said, if it made me feel good to murder people, I'd be the greatest serial killer ever. It just didn't land that way. It just landed and I like to give away my stuff and I like to help as many people as I can. It landed that way. So I try to keep on that. Does that mean that ego? I told you I have to not read comments to not listen to great things about myself. And then all of a sudden I'm the Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was those things like I told you that I used to appreciate my mom for. When I come back from some awesome trip doing awesome things and I'm expecting my mother to be like, my son, mi hijo de oro. Nope. Take out the air conditioners before your dad gets home. I'm like shit, I guess. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the kind of things that, uh, that again, with the comments and everything like that, if you pay attention to that, sure. It's, it's going to do that. You know, psychologically, that's what happens when a, a fighter becomes a champion. They lose that championship so fast, right? Mm -hmm. Because they arrived somewhere. The championships arrive. You know, arrival is the thing. Like I said, Monday's show is about cheating, right? Yeah. Part of the psychological issues between men and women that they don't talk about, that they don't realize why they're talking, they're not talking about it, is that they have different ways of looking at things. Women arrive at different areas, men don't. And so those arrivals and those places you arrive at in relationships, men don't arrive at. So you have certain behaviors in those relationships and in, in those arrival points where men is, it's just all one thing. Mm -hmm. You'll hear it in the language, right? Oh, you so excited for your wedding? The dude's going to say, we live together. We've been married forever. This is just a piece of paper. This is whatever. She isn't saying that shit. She knows the day she put her toothbrush in your shit. She knows the day that you, she got a key. She knows the day that you were engaged. She knows <laughs> who, what, when, where, why, and how. She knows the pants of the fucking DJ that's going to be at that shit in a year. Like she knows all that stuff. The guy, none of it, none of it. And so she has different arrival points. And so that in marriage and in relationships tend to conflict. And when you hear enough of those stories, you're like, oh, wow. She arrived here and said, well, we, that doesn't happen anymore because we're here. And he's like, we're where? What? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. He was married to 
some supermodel, whatever, right? Who used to do incredible things to him in parking lots and cars, right? When she was trying to get Kyrie Wood. And you know what he said? I love when you do incredible things to me in parking lots and cars. And then they got engaged, married, and all that stuff. And guess what she stopped doing? And guess what he went out to find? <laughs> Someone who did something in parking lots and cars. Wasn't a great move. Not saying that it's a good move, just saying it's why. If you talk to him, he'll say, well, she was an animal in parking lots and cars. And then suddenly she's holding it with a napkin because she's like, you got to be quiet. It's, it's, it's kids and sleep. And I'm like, wait a second. What happened, to, what happened to that? If you listen to women who arrive in different places, they arrive in different settings. And then the dude does what? The flowers and the dates and and this asshole's in sweatpants yelling at a football game, farting on the couch, and then saying, why aren't you, why aren't, where did, what, where was this part of this? And while you're telling me how much that professional athlete sucks, while you have chips on your fingers, you're getting it all over the remote control, telling me why laser calibrated athletes suck in between your, your beer farts and then wondering why I'm not walking around all sexy. Should I put on my beer fart outfit? Is that what you're saying? So, so in usual Shakespearean style, we'll talk about this on Monday. My usual poetic oh, ways. Okay. My usual poetic yeah. ways. So when Elise asked that question, I guarantee you a thousand percent she did not expect to hear the words beer fart no. so there we go folks you not at here. all <laughs> you heard it here the quotable steve maraboli i hope you all have a great week a great weekend we will um we will be back 2 p.m on monday 2 p.m eastern time and we will have a show topic and the topic will be cheating if you want to send a story an insight a question whatever about that send it to facebook direct message and uh, your stuff goes to the top i hope you all have a great week love you all catch you next time bye